Praise God. Thank you. It has been an absolute joy to be here. We thank you for receiving us. More importantly, we thank you for receiving the word of God that God has given him Amen. to deliver to you. We have already heard amazing stories and testimonies, and I'm so excited. I was sharing with the pastor's wife. I said, I'm looking forward to the future in hearing in a very short time that Umplink Church is the least diseased church Amen. in all of Atlanta. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That you will be a beacon, you will be like a lighthouse in the city of Atlanta of where people can come and not only receive a miracle, but learn to walk in divine health. Amen. It is way more powerful to not ever need a miracle. Amen. It's more powerful to be able to walk in divine health. Praise God. Have a seat. You heard the pastor say that what you, what you don't know, <laughs> the knowledge that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, is absolutely powerful. And it's absolutely true. It's written in the word. My people, didn't say the world. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The problem is there's confusing information out there. You know, they tell you in the medical community, eat eggs. No, nope. then they turn around, no, nope, don't eat eggs. Then oh, no, no, you can't eat eggs. They tell you, don't eat butter, eat margarine. Oh, no, no, don't eat that margarine, it'll kill you. Eat butter. You know, so I understand. I live it with my husband, and it is all over the place. Don, you don't have to go down. I'm not going to be that long. <laughs> I know I know we're better. <laughs> oh gee. Okay, looks like you got me for a few minutes. All right. <laughs> but we want to bring you the most accurate information. My husband spends hours and hours and literally a million dollars traveling all over the world meeting with the top researchers to find what is the most accurate information to bring to you the body of Christ. I have to tell you, I'm a little bit of a, uh, I don't know how to put this, about the body of Christ being deceived. I am the, I'm a thorn in people's lives if you're trying to deceive the body of Christ. I could be your worst nightmare. I'm serious. I want the body of Christ to receive truth because it is the truth, right? that you receive that will set you free. It's the true truth, and I am really about truth. And I pray you become a people about truth, and that you want to receive truth, because it's in receiving truth you'll change. If you're given a lie, it'll make no difference in your life. But if you're given truth, it'll change your life. Amen. So Don is about bringing truth. I want to show you something because this is important to the message that he's delivering now. It's a, you get your Bibles and go to Isaiah, because I want to show you something. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. 
Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Who is the word talking about? Jesus. Jesus. It's very plain. He's, this scripture is referring to our Lord and Savior. Verse number 15, look what it says. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to receive, to reject evil, and choose good. Right there in the word, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge by what he ate. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching the truth. I understand, church. I totally get it. We can't smoke. We can't drink. We can't run around, or you shouldn't. But by golly, we're going to eat. And we do that real good. And the problem is, with the right, not wrong knowledge you've been given, you've been doing a lot of wrong things, and you just didn't know. I believe, I believe when you look at Adam and Eve, and Eve failed the food test of grabbing the wrong food, sin infected the world by the wrong food choice. True? It's true. If Eve had been told... Now, Eve, if you eat of this apple, you've got two sons. One of them is going to end up killing the other, and then he'll be banished for the earth, and you'll never see him again. Ladies, would she have ever touched that fruit? Never in a million years. She would have never touched it, because knowledge is power. So we believe when we give you the right knowledge, you won't eat of that tree either. That you'll begin to make the right choices. Do you want your kids to be the wisest on the earth? Do you want your children to learn to make the right choices? When that, not just hearing your voice, but hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit? Because one day they don't hear your voice anymore. Have you trained them up in the way they should go? Well, today you're going to receive truth about those choices, and you're going to begin to train them and show them, and that's all we're doing. We're just bringing you the knowledge, and we pray that you choose the right decision. Because when I believe you're given the right knowledge, you'll make the right choice. And you will be better for it. Praise God. We have a few books in the back, The Hormone Zone. If you didn't hear, if you missed that talk this morning, you need to listen to the talk. He doesn't have time to go into it, but it is powerful. It is, anybody here saw it? Heard it? Wasn't that good? That was good. That was so good. I enjoyed it. He's going to be talking to you about keto and all about that. We don't have any more keto zone cookbooks, but we can take pre-sales back there. Or you can go to his website, drcolbert.com, and you can order it online for the keto. And now for the man of the hour that God has anointed, my husband, Dr. Colbert. Praise God. She's a preacher. I had to get up here before she preached my talk, church. Okay. My talk today is, have you passed the food test? And again, like you, like she just said, church, already you can't smoke, you can't drink, you can't use drugs, you shouldn't be messing around, but by golly, the church enables people to eat everything they want. And again, I'm going to show you how to pass the food test, church. I'm not going to take your food away from you, but I'm going to show you how to pass the test and get you to graduate from kindergarten 
and the spiritual understanding of food. How many want to graduate from kindergarten? Church, the church is stuck in kindergarten making the wrong decisions and inviting disease into their bodies. So first, we have to use the Word of God because let me explain something to you. If I just tell you what to do and not to do, even though it's truth, it doesn't have the power of the Holy Ghost to change your life. So we got to infuse the Word. Why? Because the Word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, divine to the sunder, the joints and marrow, of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so again, church, I'm going to be doing a little spiritual surgery on you. We're going to cut out the flesh, and we're going to, it may hurt you a little because it's sharp, it's quick, it's powerful, sharper than a double-edged sword. So we're about to take the word, and we're going to cut out some of these false beliefs, and we're going to put in what the Holy Ghost is going to quicken to you when you sit down at the table so that you can train your children to do these powerful things, these powerful change in mindsets that's going to quit inviting disease into your bodies. You understand? Okay, so let's start with 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. Verse 19 and verse 20. I like the New Living Translation here. It says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Now, the New King James Version sheds more light on it in verse 20. It says, for you were bought at a price. What was that price? The blood of Jesus, church. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Church, this body, how many have been born again? Can I see a show of hands? Okay, so again, you were bought with a price by the blood of Jesus. When you received Jesus into your heart, I don't know if most of you realize, but you forfeited right to this body. This no longer belongs to you. It belongs to God. So again, we have got to give the body what it needs to function the best way it functions. And I'm going to give you the answer key to pass the food test. How many people want to have the answer key today? Now, church, what I'm going to do, you're going to learn to let food be your medicine by simply learning to follow a low-carb diet. And you, we're going to first identify the enemy, and we're going to show you what to do to pass the food test. Is that exciting? And you're going to learn how to quit inviting disease in your body. We're doing it subconsciously because this is how we've been trained. So let me kind of paint the picture. Think back and remember, church, when you were about 18 to 21 years of age, and remember how you can go down and you can eat a double Big Mac, a large fry, a large Coke. Next day you wake up, you feel energized. You didn't gain one ounce of weight. You may have lost weight. You remember that, church? Now let's fast forward 20, 30 years. Look at you around 50. All of a sudden you eat that double Big Mac, that large fry, that large Coke and that large milkshake, and all of a sudden you wake up the next morning and something has changed. All of a sudden you get these bulges, and these women are wearing spanks and double spanks trying to pull them bulges in, and they're popping out, and then they get that full spanks, church. We got, sp we got women in spanks, and they are selling spanks like hotcakes to the church. Something has changed. What has changed, church? 
Well, all of a sudden, when we eat garbage, we start wearing garbage. What on earth is garbage? You just gave me a new term. What is garbage? Let me tell you something, church. For over 50 years, we have been vilifying fat as our enemy. Now, again, there's bad fats. Deep fried food, you go to, you know, Popeye's, the colonel, you eat that deep fried chicken or those French fries that are fried in soybean oil. That's toxic fat. You got to avoid that stuff or eat it rarely or else you are signing up for disease. But garbage is simply excessive amounts of starches, carbohydrates, fruit juice. Now, listen to me. Fruit. Excessive fruit is like eating a bowl of dessert, a bowl of ice cream, church. Fruit juice. How many of you are going, getting you a smoothie, and those smoothies say, I want a large smoothie. You're getting about 32 ounces of sugar, okay, more than any soda. And all of a sudden, you are unknowingly inviting all this. Thing, but it's got fruit, and it's good for me. Oh, again, this is what's been happening. The U.S. Dietary Guidelines have been recommending for the last few decades to eat 45 to 65% of our calories as carbohydrates. What are carbohydrates, church, and starches? Bread, wheat, pasta, wheat thins, corn, rice, beans, potatoes, fruits, veggies. Now, veggies are good. Don't throw those out, please. Okay, but we got to limit our garbage. Garbage is simply excessive sugar, starch, carbohydrates, that literally processed foods, anything in a box, church, those processed foods, when you go to these supermarkets or your Costco or Sam's, you know how they have their carbohydrates boxed or bagged and chips and everything, then they're supersized. What their job, what they want to do, these food manufacturers are very smart. They have hired the smartest chemist, food chemist, food scientist to create a food that so appeals to your five senses, to the taste, to the touch, to the texture, to the smell, to the sight, that your five senses get addicted to that food. So you can't eat just one. How many people tried to eat one potato chip? Just one, just one, can you do it? No, because that food was designed for your flesh to get hooked on it. And so when you eat that one, all of a sudden you got to have another. Same with, you know, wheat thins, goldfish, anything that comes in a, a bag or a box, processed food the flesh gets addicted to. And then you're sitting at home at night eating one after the other after the other. This is garbage. This is what is trapping us. This is what is inviting disease in your body. Here's what happens. When you eat garbage, here's what's happening to your body. That goes in, and all of a sudden, your blood sugar spikes. Because when you eat starches, even healthy starches, say potatoes, even sweet, excessive sweet potatoes, it's excessive carbs, starches, and sugars, and fruit, and especially fruit juice, all of a sudden, your body squirts out sugar. When that's broken down, it breaks down to sugar. When your body gets sugar, it absorbs it rapidly. Your pancreas, which is about right here, squirts out insulin. Insulin lowers your blood sugar. But what happens three to four hours later, the blood sugar usually goes too low, and all of a sudden you crave more garbage. So you get on a garbage roller coaster. You get garbage, high sugar, high insulin, low sugar, appetite craving. You see the roller coaster that America's stuck on? And what's happened is the processed food companies have the perfect food to get you addicted to because they are making money hand over fist because you're addicted. But what you're doing is when your sugar's up, 
You are inviting every disease into your body, church. And here's what's happening. What changed from 20 to 50? Your bodies are becoming insulin resistant. Because when that sugar goes up, the, uh, the insulin goes up, and eventually, I, I explain it like this. On every cell, we have little insulin receptors that are little docking port, ports where insulin binds and the cell opens up and takes in the sugar. As we continue to have high insulin levels, those receptors on the cell become insulin resistant. So it's kind of like the insulin is like a key going into a lock. So it's kind of like you have to, your body produces more insulin to get the blood sugar down. So as we age, our insulin levels go higher and higher and higher, and then we develop insulin resistance, then we develop prediabetes, then we develop type 2 diabetes, then we open the door to every major disease out there, especially obesity. Do you see what I'm saying, church? So what we have to do, the key thing, we have to lower our garbage and our sugars and our starches, and that's what we start with, and eventually what happens, diseases start to go away. It's that simple. Now, first, you have to understand that fat has been vilified for almost 50 years because, yes, there's bad fats, but there's really good fats. Because once you lower your garbage, you have two choices. you got to either increase your proteins, which goes into more of a paleo lifestyle, or you increase your healthy fats, it goes into a keto lifestyle. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? So again, what I do is I go in detail and explain it. That's why the book goes in major detail in explaining it. And so women, if your waistline is 35 inches or greater, you're already insulin resistant. You're going into prediabetes. You're being bubble wrapped with fat. You're already signing up for every disease. And let me tell you, God is not mocked, church. Whatsoever seed you sow, that we also reap. Most of you, unfortunately, church, are signing up for this every day at every meal. You're not passing the food test. What is the food test? Well, Mary started it. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 2 when God told Adam, you can eat every tree in the garden except for one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so Adam then told Eve, his wife, because Eve wasn't even created when God told him that. But then let's pick up in Genesis chapter 3. It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said? See, Satan always causes you to question God. Always, church, listen to me. You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Has he said that? He said to Eve. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, what Adam added something to what God said. God told Adam, don't eat it. But God knew his wife is touchy-feely. She loves to feel things. She sees it. She gets tempted. So then she'll want to feel it. So he said, God says, don't eat it. Don't even touch it. No, Adam said, don't touch it. So look what Satan did. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. 
She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. The glory of God departed, church. They were beings of light. The light was gone. They saw they were naked. The glory of God departed. And they infected the human race with sin. And they allowed sin to come in and infect everyone from that moment on. They failed the food test, church. You understand? But Jesus came. Jesus came, and let's look what Jesus go. Jesus did in Matthew. Let's go over to Matthew. And I love my iPhone. It's got the Bible on it. You say, why don't you use the word? I do. I got the word right here. Matthew 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit, verse 1, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, what's interesting, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, church, can you imagine going 40 days, 40 nights without eating, and you were hungry, and not just hungry, I'm telling you, you would be probably hangry. Very angry and hungry. And now, this is when Jesus' weakest moment, listen, Jesus had to pass the food test for you so you could pass it. Adam and Eve failed it. Now, you got to pass it. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, now again, here's, what he, here's his M.O. It's what he did to Eve. If you are the Son of God, questioning the deity of Christ. He always makes you question. Question God. Question Jesus. If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Now, why did he say bread? Most likely bread was Jesus' favorite food. But the bread back then was not the garbage we have now. Our bread now is pure garbage. And you're going and you're eating that big old Big Mac with that big old bun and everything and them crackers and that pasta. Church, you're getting garbage. Back then, it's chuck full of fiber, chuck full of nutrition, but nowadays, it's garbage. Garbage is excessive carbohydrates. It's garbage to your body. Can you say garbage, church? Garbage. Say garbage is garbage. garbage, is garbage. But Jesus answered and says, now here's what you got to do, church. When that flesh is screaming, I hear some screaming. Is that the flesh? No. <laughs> okay. When that flesh is screaming and that tummy is saying, give me garbage, give me sugar, Give me a Coke. Give me some ice cream. Now, what's the interesting, church? That little sugar demon usually comes out about 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> Here you are. You just had a nice dinner, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> you're up there, and you're going through the pantry, and you're looking for garbage. You're looking for those chips. You're looking for them wheat thins. Church, those wheat thins ain't going to make you thin. They should have been called wheat fats, <laughs> okay? Because they're going to get your belly fatter and fatter, and you're going to have to go down and get you some more spanks and double spank it, okay? <laughs> so again, church, we got we to gotta realize when they say wheat thins, they should be called wheat fats, okay? But you're looking for garbage, but he answered. Here's what Jesus said. When those munchies come at 9, 8, 39, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, first of all, you better be ready for them. You better speak the word. Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, then, okay, so again, he fought the devil with the word of God. Church, you're going to have to put the word of God in your heart and in your mouth and speak it. The word of God will start tearing down these flesh strongholds. And then you will start decreasing your garbage. You'll start eating some nuts at night, some pecans. How many people like pecans? 
How many people like your macadamia nuts? How many people like almonds? Now, church, peanuts and cashews are not nuts. They're legumes, they're beans. Now, again, it's okay to have some, but again, legumes are higher in carbage, but just a little. So a little is okay, moderation. I'm not going to take all your food away. So again, what we want to do is let's make some healthy trail mix. Go and get you some nuts, whatever your favorite nuts are. Not my favorite, but yours. You may like pecans or almonds or macadamia nuts or walnuts. Put some nuts in there. You can put some seeds. I love pumpkin seeds. Y'all ever had any pumpkin seeds? And men, they're so good for your prostate. Okay, and then also add some coconut flakes. Not sweet coconut flakes, but regular coconut flakes have that great sweet flavor, but they're low in sugar. And don't forget your dark chocolate. And you add that dark chocolate, that Giardelli, 86% dark chocolate, or if your weight's fine, 72%'s okay. You get those little squares and you just break them up, put them in your trail mix, put them in a Ziploc baggie, shake it up. Oh, you can add a little stevia in there, that pure stevia, debittered or lohan or monk fruit. Oh my goodness, what a snack. You're going to say, this is so filling, and then you're not eating garbage at night. Isn't that great, church? So again, simple little things. I have this all in my books, and you say, how can I learn all this? It's all in my books, and my Keto Zone book, and my Keto Zone cookbook. It explains all this. Simple things we can do to break our garbage habits. But what's interesting, church, at night, when those sugar cravings hit, we get on this sugar roller coaster. And this sugar roller coaster, our sugar goes up, and then three to four hours later, it crashes. And then we're looking for more sugar. We're climbing, we're going through the, uh, you know, the cupboards, we're going through the freezer, through the fridge, just trying to get something to satisfy that craving. But if you have these snacks, especially the dark chocolate, now a lot of you have sugar addictions. How many have sugar addiction? Don't raise your hand. Okay, don't raise your hand. And you say, no, you don't understand, Dr. Colbert. When these things go off, I gotta have sugar, or else, literally, I get depressed, I get cranky, I get irritable. And my husband says, "Here, eat the whole bowl, eat the whole gallon of ice cream. Take it, because you get hangry, you get irritable, you get mean, you get nasty." And all of a sudden, your husband trying to get you to eat some garbage right away to get up. Now, what's going on there? This is what's happening, church. When you're really irritable and your sugar helps you, you're getting a sugar hit. Rat studies have shown that sugar in rats is more addictive than cocaine and heroin. Why? Because sugar raises one of the most powerful neurotransmitters in the body, which is dopamine. And dopamine levels are low in almost all drug addicts, alcoholics, smokers, sex addicts, pornography addicts. They have low dopamine. That dopamine makes you feel good. It's, in, it's actually the pleasure reward center of the brain. Every time you get a sugar hit or a carb hit or a garbage hit or a starch hit, it all breaks down to sugar. You're getting a hit of dopamine, but especially sugar. Because pure sugar, when it's absorbed, it causes this neurotransmitter to be boosted for a few hours. And also it causes serotonin, another powerful neurotransmitter that makes you feel good. Like on Thanksgiving, you know how you feel so good and how you get so sleepy. That's because when you eat that big turkey dinner with all that garbage, it boosts serotonin. So you get this, and you got to go take a nap. That's the serotonin effect. Now, a lot of you are getting that effect at lunchtime, 
And then you're, and you say, man, I got to work. I can't go take a nap. That used to happen to me, and I was wondering what's going on. It's serotonin. So what I'm saying, these powerful neurotransmitters make you feel good, and we get addicted to that. So how do we break free, church? Well, what the studies show is that sugar in many people causes neurotransmitter dysregulation. I know it's a mouthful, but that means that these neurotransmitters that are supposed to be balanced become dysregulated. So dopamine levels go high with sugar, then they crash. And so then we need that sugar hit about every four hours, three to four hours. And you can almost set the clock by it, church. You know, do I hear, do I hear it, amen? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so let's look at a few of the major side effects. I, can't, I don't have time to talk about all the, all the side effects. But sugar lowers immune function. According to a study by Loma Linda, just 100 grams of sugar or a liter of soda a day will lower immune function by about 40%. 40%, church. Now, you're just opening the door for cancer and viruses and bacteria, especially during cold season and flu season. You're just, and people sneeze around you. You've had a lot of sugar. You just lowered your immune function. You just open your front door, like open the front door of your house for any possum, raccoon, rattlesnake, water moxin, which is like a flu or a virus or a bacteria, to come in and live in your body. You understand, church? Also, what sugar does, it increases your risk of depression. How many people want to be depressed? I hope no one, because we talked about it last talk, about when we talked about a hormone talk, the hormone zone. Don't get divorced, church, until you get your hormones checked and optimized. That's the, my last talk, okay? And what happens is we found that testosterone helps to boost all those neurotransmitters, but sugar and garbage lowers, eventually cause neurotransmitter dysregulation, lowering serotonin levels eventually and dopamine levels, causing, you, causing it to be like a drug. And so here's what happens. They found in one study of 8,000 people that uh, men who consume 67 grams or more sugar a day, that's like over a half a liter of soda, about 20 to 22 ounces of soda a day, were 23% more likely to develop depression than men who ate less than 40 grams a day. In other words, if you eat a lot of sugar and garbage, you're signed up for depression. Who wants depression? Again, we want the joy of the Lord as our strength. We don't want depression. Why fight a battle? We don't have to fight. When you're eating sugar, you're asking for depression, church. Well, of course, sugar causes weight gain, obesity, heart disease. It also fuels cancer. Uh, it causes a runaway appetite by getting on a sugar roller coaster. When that sugar goes high, insulin goes high, sugar bottoms out and unleashes the most ravenous appetite. That's why garbage control or sugar control is so essential to slamming the door on disease. Sugar, like I said, is, is addictive, and the average American consumes 150 to 170 pounds of sugar per year. Could you hear that, church? 150 to 170 pounds of sugar per year, according to the USDA. That's the USDA stats. Sugar accelerates cognitive decline. See, we now call Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes. Our brain cells become insulin resistant. So eventually, with consuming sugar, the sugar can't get in the brain cells because the insulin's not working properly. It's kind of like rusty locks, like I talk about. When you become insulin resistant, it's like 
The insulin receptors are like rusty locks where the insulin is like the key, enters the lock, but it's like the lock's rusty where you have to have more and more insulin to work, and it's like jiggling the key to open it up so the sugar can enter the brain cell, but the sugar can't get in. So we start to, our mind starts to sputter, and we start to lose our memory, and that's what happens with excessive garbage and sugar. You understand? Also, it causes fatty liver and drains your energy. So how do we pass the food test, church? Well, what we want to do is we want to start decreasing carbage. By, and we can do the decreased carbage by lowering our carb intake. Well, you know what the carbs are. Or some people can go paleo or some people can go keto. So let's see. What is the keto diet? It's a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet, low-to-moderate-protein diet that shifts the metabolism from burning sugar as the fuel to burning fat as the fuel. This is the lifestyle I've been living for years. And how do we enter the keto zone, and what does it do for you? Well, again, it's like jumping in a pool. I tell people, if you want to go swim, and some people kind of dip their toes in and get them wet because the water's cold, what I do is I just dive in the deep end and just get it over with and get the flesh under. When you go into a low-carb lifestyle, you dip, you're dipping your toes in. You're starting to decrease your carbage. You start to, like, for example, if you go get a hamburger, instead of having the big bun, you take the big bun off. You put it in, or even better, you put it between two slices of lettuce. And you say, no thanks for the fries, I'll take a salad with some extra virgin olive oil, because most salad's made of soybean oil, which is a toxic fat. And I talk about all this in my book. It explains it. So that's going low-carb. But if you go keto... What you're doing is you're eating green veggies and lots of salad with lots of olive oil and apple cider vinegar, and you're having your meat. And like, for example, this morning for breakfast, I had eggs, I had avocados, I had a little bowl of strawberries, and I had my keto coffee, coffee with MCT oil powder mixed with it, and boom, supercharged. Went right in the keto zone. What is the keto zone? The keto zone is a metabolic state in which you are burning fat as fuel. You see, 99.9% .9 of people are burning sugar as fuel. It's kind of like a sugar-burning engine or a gas-burning engine or a diesel-burning engine versus an electric car engine. When you get behind a big old diesel truck, you see that black plume of smoke? That's exhaust. That's like a sugar-burning engine. Our body doesn't produce exhaust, but we produce free radicals in our energy factories or our mitochondria which age our bodies, they age our brains, they make us tired and run down when we burn sugar as fuel. But when we burn fat as fuel, it's like an electric car, hardly any exhaust. We're not producing free radicals like when we burn sugar. When you burn sugar as fuel, you produce a lot of free radicals. When you burn fat as fuel, you produce minimal free radicals. So you enter a metabolic state called nutritional ketosis that I refer to as the keto zone, in which, number one, energy starts to come forth. How many people want energy? Vitality comes forth. Stamina comes forth. Brain fog starts to go, and people have mental clarity. But what happens is you're burning fat as fuel, and the first place most people start to burn fat is belly fat. So spanks be gone. Spanks start, people start saying, God, people hold their spanks up. God has set me free from spanks. <laughs> okay, no longer do I have to hold it in. No longer do I have to have heartburn, indigestion from my spanks, praise God. So <laughs> also, 
Like I say, when you enter into this sweet spot or this metabolic state, all of a sudden you become, listen to me, church, usually disease resistant. And I have seen so many patients with prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, when I put them on the keto zone diet or paleo or even low carb, prediabetes starts to go away. I follow their numbers. Hemoglobin A1C starts to drop. Blood sugar starts to drop. Energy starts to come forth. They start to have energy to exercise and move. Now, when you combine keto with exercise, with the right hormones, especially testosterone if it's low, and thyroid, natural thyroid if it's sluggish, the most amazing thing happens. The body starts to feel like you're a kid again. People that are 50 and 60 say, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm 20 again. And all of a sudden your body starts to look like you're 20 again. Because you know, men, when you go by the mall and you look at these men's clothing shops, and you see the model in the men's clothing shop, and you see those broad shoulders, and you see that little waist, and you look at the back, and you see where they have these paper, these clips on the back pulling the shirts in, you know that? Making the broad shoulders the little waist. Yeah, okay, do you understand that? Because I walk by there, and men say, I want that shirt. No, you don't. You want that body. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about, men. Well, this is how you get the body. First of all, you burn the belly fat off. And then, you, again, I had one fella. It was just so funny. He was, uh, he was a patient, and he had real low testosterone, and he was real fat, and he, and he looked like a U. He had no shoulders and a big, big waist. So what I did, I put him on the keto diet, and he says, Dr. Colbert, I feel like I need a sign on me that says caution soft shoulders, okay? You know how the road signs will have sometimes caution, soft shoulders. He says, because my shoulders, he had no shoulders and a huge waist. He looked like a, a U, okay? And so uh, what we did, we put him on testosterone because he had no testosterone. This is a young guy, 45, pastor. So I put him on testosterone. I know I'm not supposed to talk about hormones, huh? but I put him on testosterone, got his level up to 800, church. It was like 150. And he was like 45, which was nothing. No wonder his marriage was on the rocks. And then I put him on keto and, or, or paleo. I give him a choice. Again, some people can want to dive in the deep end. Keto is diving in the deep end. Some people want to do paleo, a little more protein, a little less fat, or just low carb. And all of a sudden, literally, his waist went in church. His shoulders went out. He got a V. And it was absolutely amazing, the transformation. I took pictures. We couldn't believe it. It was absolutely amazing because when you're young, you've seen guys that are young, and you see those bowling balls on their shoulders, and you see that little waist, that little six-pack. But then when you get to be about 50, you don't have a six-pack. you got a keg. You know. <laughs> well, again, when you start on this program, it's so exciting because not only do you get your shoulders back, you get your six-pack back, but you get your energy back, your vitality back, your stamina back, you're in the fat-burning mode, and you become disease-resistant. That's the big thing I like to point out to people because when your sugar and garbage intake is high, you are unknowingly inviting every disease into your body, church. Not only diabetes, but also erectile dysfunction. Man, I just got the men's attention. What'd you say? When your sugar's high, you are asking for ED, men. Now listen to me, women. When your sugar's high, you are asking for saggy skin and wrinkles. How many like wrinkles and saggy skin? 
Listen to what happens, women, when you eat sugar, garbage, starches, and processed food. Raises sugar. When sugar combines with protein, collagen, and elastin, it creates cross-linkages in the collagen and elastin, which creates wrinkles and saggy skin. Again, garbage, sugar. A great reason to lay it on the altar. Right, church? You want to stay youthful or you want to look saggy and wrinkled? Okay. And so again, you invite every disease. Cancer's favorite food is sugar. That's how we find cancer on PET scans. It lights up like a Christmas tree because we give you a special dye with sugar. Cancer gobbles it up and you see it as bright splotches because cancer is usually a sugar feeder. But also heart disease. When you eat a lot of sugar and carbs, you're asking for heart disease. You're asking for dementia. You're asking for every kind of disease out there. Now listen, church. If you can't resist an Oreo cookie or a chocolate chip cookie or a bowl of ice cream or a Snickers bar, how on earth are you going to resist the devil? How are you going to resist diabetes? How are you going to resist cancer? How are you going to resist Alzheimer's? You got to get out of kindergarten, church. You got to graduate. You got to tell the flesh no, or you're signing up for every one of these diseases. Start by saying no to sugar. Sugar is enemy number one. You say, oh, but Dr. Cobra, can't I just have a little? Yeah, if you make it with stevia, sure. If you make it with Lohan, sure. If you use Giardelli, 72% chocolate or 86% chocolate, sure. But if you're eating pure sugar, no. You got to, church, you got to learn to say no to sugar. You say, well, what about desserts? Can I have dessert? Well, if you want to open the door to every one of these diseases. Yes, men, if you want to eat, eat, eat your sugar. Women, if you want your wrinkles, eat your sugar. If you want heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and every single disease, and autoimmune disease, Eat your sugar. But if you don't, church, you're sowing seeds for a long life. How many people want to be in a nursing home with Alzheimer's and dementia? And I, I've seen this too many times. Seven, 60 and 70-year-olds, I see them younger. I have one people in their 50s now with Alzheimer's. Why? Most of these are type 2 diabetics or pre-diabetics that eat sugar and garbage every day and every night. They're failing the food test at every meal, church. So I'm giving you the answer sheet on how to pass the food test. If you want to do it fast, go keto. Want to do it a little slower, go paleo. And what's paleo? Less carbs, more protein, medium fat. But if you want to uh, start passing the food test, just go low carb. Just don't put your feet in the water. Do you understand me, church? Praise God. Again, you're getting it. That's what we want. Okay, so you're understanding the keto, the paleo, and the low carb. Praise God. It's all about fuel mixture, church. Keto is 70% healthy fats. 70%. You say, oh my gosh, fat is my enemy. I've been told by my doctor in the media for 50 years that fat is enemy number one. There are healthy fats. Olive oil. It is so heart healthy. I'm getting mine from the island of Crete now. I, we're having it shipped in here in the U.S. I love olive oil. It's so heart healthy. In the seven country study years ago, the island of Crete, the people that lived in the island of Crete were the healthiest people on the planet. 
and they consumed as much as four ounces of olive oil a day. They were, had the highest fat consumption of any population, yet they had the lowest risk of heart disease. I talked about this in my book 20 years ago. What would Jesus eat? And again, we're afraid of fat, but let's choose healthy fats, church. Let's choose extra virgin olive oil. When I sit down, or, or Lena or Rosie will tell you this, I pour olive oil all over my salad that's rich in romaine, veggies, and onions. It has some feta cheese. It has olives on it. It has some cucumbers. And I coat it with olive oil. And then I put a little bit of apple cider vinegar on it. And then I, oh my goodness, then I put these herbs and all on it, and it is the most delicious stuff with parsley. Oh, it is so amazing. I have a little chicken, a little grilled chicken best, just maybe three ounces on it with onions. Church, I had this yesterday. I was full for six hours. You say, what do you mean full for six? I had no cravings. See, this is the perfect fuel mixture, 70% healthy fat, 15% green carbs. Yes, they're carbs, but they're green. They're not going to spike that. You're not going to get on the sugar roller coaster. You see what I'm saying, church? And about 15% protein. How much 15%? Three to six ounces. Oh, but I'm a, I am ate a 20-ounce steak. Well, that's all right. You can do that, but keto means a little less protein, about 15%, which is three to six ounces. If you want to eat a 20-ounce steak, you're going to go paleo, which is okay. But again, keto is my sweet point. Why? Because too much protein will throw you out of the keto zone. Because when you eat a lot of protein, your body uses protein and amino acids to make sugar. But it's not near as bad as garbage, see? So it's a better choice than garbage. So that's okay. I say it's all right. So again, I don't knock my buddies that are paleo. I think paleo is like keto's little brother, okay? <laughs> and they're definitely on their way. Praise God. Okay, so again, I am two minutes. My goodness, the clock really goes so fast. Okay, now let me tell you about Mary, because my wife was watching TV one day, and she saw herself on TV, and she said, Don, come here quick. Do I really look like that? And I said, oh my God, should I lie, Lord? <laughs> should I lie? I don't want to get her mad at me. You get Mary mad at you, and you're in trouble, okay? Well, hon, yeah, you do. Oh my gosh, I don't look like that. That looks like a fat lady. <laughs> and I said, that's okay, dear. She had an aha moment. You know what an aha moment is, church? It's an epiphany. It's a revelation. I said, praise God. She received a revelation, and I didn't have to tell her. Praise God. <laughs> so listen to what she said, church. She said, Don, I didn't know I looked like that. Can you please be my keto coach? And I said, praise God. Yes, I will. I'd love to be your keto coach. She says, okay, here's what I want you to do. She said, just tell me at every meal what I should eat, and I'll just eat exactly what you want. And so I'll be glad to do it. So we started her in the keto lifestyle church, and she started losing about a half a pound to a pound a week. And then about three or four weeks, she came to me with her hand. No, about, excuse me, about six weeks. She came to me, and she said, I didn't lose any weight for the last two weeks. Something's wrong with your diet. I said, well, let's analyze your diet, Mary. Now, she's not, she's not mad all the time, church, but she's, she's fiery. My wife's fiery. I love her dearly, but she, she is like fiery on fire for God, so I love her and I adore her. But she says, something's wrong. What is going on? I said, let's analyze your diet, Mary. Well, I'm eating this for breakfast. I'm eating this for lunch. Oh, how much are you eating? Well, I'm eating this much. Well, I said, Mary, that's what I'm eating. I'm worth 200 pounds. 
You want to weigh 200 pounds? We've got to decrease your portion size. We've got to get your calorie count down to about 1,500 to 2,000. You're eating like 2,500 to 3,000. See, women eat about 2,000 calories a day. On average, men about 3,000. She's eating pretty much what I was eating, about 3,000 calories a day. Can't do that. So here's what let's do. Let's practice intermittent fasting, and let's skip breakfast. Now, again, for years, I've been teaching patients, eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. But with keto, the rules change. If you can do intermittent fasting, skip breakfast, eat lunch and dinner, you only need two meals a day. And then, so she, we started giving her keto coffee. What is keto coffee? It's, you can take the most boring cup of coffee, add a scoop of MCT oil, or two scoops, and you can make the most delicious coffee that's so filling, it's absolutely amazing. Where you want, and this is how Rosie lost her 50 pounds in less than six months, is doing keto coffee and eating two meals a day. Well, Mary did the same, and she had no appetite. Now, if you're still hungry, you get some psyllium husk powder and add a teaspoon to cold ice water and drink it also. Not with your coffee now, but you can a different cup of fiber and then your cup of coffee. Don't mix them together or else you'll have oatmeal. You can't drink oatmeal, okay? It's like feels like oatmeal. Okay, so she did this. And all of a sudden, she decreased her portion size. She started losing weight, church. Started feeling happy. But then about a month or so later, she was losing about a pound a week, which was great. Then all of a sudden, she came to me. She says, I stopped. I stopped losing. What happened? Well, let's analyze your diet and lifestyle. She was eating great. But you want exercising. I said, we've got to start moving. We've got to stir your waters. Again, we, our body's two-thirds water. When we don't exercise, like a stagnant pond, breeding all kind of disease and slime, green slime in that pond. But when you put a spring in that pond and stir those waters, all of a sudden disease doesn't breed in your waters. And we're two-thirds water. Let's stir our waters. Let's start moving. She started exercising. 30 minutes, five days a week. And all of a sudden, boom, metabolic rate kicked in, started burning fat. But then about six weeks later, it slowed down again. This is what happens, church. You will plateau. Just keep with it. Stay with it. And you will eventually break through. Now, this time, she said, oh, my, I'm getting cold hands and cold feet. And I'm starting to lose this part of my eyebrow. So I checked her thyroid. And lo and behold, her thyroid wasn't low. It was sluggish. Well, I know what to do. I've been treating sluggish thyroid for years. I put on natural thyroid. Started her low, went slow, built it up, because, see, she had stopped sweating. If you stop sweating, church, usually thyroid. There's a whole lot of um, symptoms with low thyroid. I talk about in my book, Hormone Zone. For time's sake, I can't list all of them. Put on natural thyroid, tweaked it up to the dose she needed, and all of a sudden, boom, started sweating. Energy came out and continued losing and felt great and achieved her goal and has stayed there and is just doing amazing. And congratulations to my wife. So proud of her. But let me tell you the story about Bob. Bob was around 50, and Bob loved to eat. But he had all these diseases. He had type 2 diabetes. He had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and arthritis. He was only 50. But he saw his primary care doctor. He said, Bob, don't worry about it. We'll fix your diabetes. Just cut out your sugar. So Bob would eat pancakes or waffles in the morning with sugar-free syrup. He ate a bunch of them and, and had a glass of orange juice because he says it's fruit, it's healthy for me. And then for lunch, he'd have a double Whopper, a large fry, and, and usually a large Diet Coke, 
because again, it's low, no sugar in that Diet Coke. And then for dinner, he, would, he loved the Colonel and he loved Popeyes, but he loved to get a bucket full and he loved mashed potatoes and he loved gravy and he loved those biscuits. And so he'd eat that or he'd get a meat lover's pizza. And so he continued doing this. Then at night, he gave up his ice cream and he started eating wheat thins because wheat thins don't have sugar in it, he thought. Well, I would see Bob about every year because he had arthritis in his knee. And at that time, I was doing platelet-rich plasma injections where you take the blood out, you spin it down, get the platelets out, and inject it in the knees, and it helps arthritis patients tremendously. But I always say, Bob, come in here. Let me put you on a nutritional program. Maybe put you on a keto program. We'll reverse this diabetes, this high blood pressure. We'll get the weight off of you. You're morbidly obese. And he said, nah, my primary care is fixing all that. He says, he's got everything controlled. My sugar's controlled. My hemoglobin A1C is 6.5. My blood pressure with my medicines, 120 over 80. He said, everything's controlled. You got my arthritis control. My cholesterol's controlled with my statin drug. Even though I have a little ED, he says. But again, he's given me some Viagra for that. So he was all happy. But one day, received a call from the ER. Bob, at age, he's like 51, had had a massive heart attack. He at first wasn't expected to live. And so I went down there, and he had just had his triple vessel bypass. Tubes were coming out of everywhere. He couldn't get up. Had a catheter in, feeling horrible, had his chest cracked open. He had his young daughter and son. They were about 8 to 10 there. And then his wife was there, and they were all worried because they thought, my goodness, our dad's almost, almost died and so Bob had his wake-up call, church, and he looked at me and he says, let me tell you something. I thought I could eat all that food, and by taking these meds, I was protected, even though I was taking a baby aspirin. But this massive heart attack, I see that I can't keep doing that or I'm going to die. I want to do what you've been telling me for years to do. I want to go on your program, and I vow to get this weight off. Well, Bob was true. When he got out of, his, out of the hospital and got out of cardiac rehab, he came to my office. He continued his exercise program. He got on my keto diet, and he was motivated, church, because he wanted to live. We increased his heart-healthy fats. We lowered his carbs. We lowered his sugar. We lowered the garbage and the starches and all, got rid of all those processed foods. And he was losing, on average, a pound a week, which was unbelievable. In a year and a half, church, he had lost about 80 pounds. His weight had gone from 275 down to about 195, and he felt great. What he said, I am so glad I had that wake-up call. It caused me to wake up and change my habits because no food is worth checking out early and leaving the people I love. Now, church, let this be your wake-up call. Don't let a heart attack or a stroke where you're paralyzed on one side, walking around and walking on a crutch or walking with a walker the rest of your life, or you get diagnosed with Alzheimer's and they want to put you in a nursing home, or you're diagnosed with stage 3 or stage 4 cancer, and, they want to say, and they're saying, listen, we got chemo, we give you about nine months, but you're going to feel horrible the rest of your life. Let's have a wake-up call. Let's start giving your body what you need. Some of you may want to start low-carb. That's a great entry. Let's lower our garbage, Cut rid of, get rid of the sugar, pass the food test. Some of you say, I want to go a little deeper in the water. Let's go paleo. So we'll lower our garbage, 
increase our protein, increase our fats a little. But some say, no, I'm going to go in the keto zone. Wow, that's for me. I want that super energy. I want to be a superman. I want to be around. I want to, be, I want to make the 120 years. I want to be around. I want to be disease resistant. And for you, it's the keto zone. So let's everyone stand up. And let's confess. Holy Spirit, I want you as my comforter. And no longer will sugar be my comforter. I'll lay sugar on the altar. And I will control my garbage. I confess. I will pass the food test. Every day. For every meal. I confess. I will resist sugar. I will resist donuts. Snickers, Oreo, chocolate chip, cake and pie. And I will resist the devil. And I will resist disease. I crucify my body daily. And I give my body what I need and not what I crave. Jesus, I realize this body doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. When I confessed you as my Lord and Savior, this body was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. Now, according to Deuteronomy 30, 19, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make Oh, that you would choose life, church, so that you and your descendants and your children might live. Make the right choice, if not for you, for your children, church. God bless you.